0: Uh, we are doing Uddhav Gita chapter three, verse thirteen onwards. So last week we had completed till verse twelve. We are talking about what is a sadhu supposed to do? What is a mendicant supposed to do? Now in that we had come to a point where we were talking about his association with the world. Hmm? So. We are doing Uddhav Gita chapter 3 verse 13. The sannyasi should not touch even the wooden figure of a young woman. No, not with the feet even. If he does so, he would be caught as is the elephant through his attachment for the touch of the she elephant. Now, in this verse, it sounds that the biggest devil according to (laughs) krishna is the word you know a mendicant is not supposed to even touch with his feet also now what is the meaning of these words these words they definitely have a very very deeper meaning so let us try to analyze these words it has nothing to do with deriding or a derogatory kind of a talk, what it simply means is this. If I have to give an example of a raw mango, a raw mango is always katta, you know, (laughs) bitter. If you take a ripe mango, it will be sweet. The nature is the most important in this, the nature of that object. So if I have to take any object in nature, it has got certain characteristics. The characteristics of a particular person, thing, object, whatever, is already designed and incorporated in it, alright. So if I have to take. An amla, an amla tree is right in front of me. If you take an amla, it is going to be khatta, right? I'm sorry, I'm using these Hindi words, gooseberry, you know, gooseberry, gooseberry is going to be uh, khatta means Sawa. sawa. So you can't change the nature of gooseberry. Can you change the nature of gooseberry? No, you can't. In the same way. It is not that a man is derided. It is neither the man nor the woman is derided. We are just discussing the nature of a man and a woman over here. You see, a man has this ability or this nature to follow the woman with his eyes. You know? If there are some women over there in front, he is going to do this. What is he doing? His innate nature is trying to attract that woman. That is the criteria. He wants to see like any animal in this universe, whether he can Trap this creature. <laughs> so it is his job to capture, trap, you name it. You know, those words are there. What is the job, what is the innate nature of a woman? The innate nature of a woman is attraction. Attraction. And that is the reason why you will find that when a woman walks in front of a man, the man is always going to leer or look at her. It is going to happen. There are no two ways about it. So, even if he is a yogi, <laughs> a sannyasi, or whatever, he is anyway going to end up doing the same thing whether you like it or not. It is because of his innate nature. The nature has been built like that. So the restrictions over here are, if you want to be a yogi, first and foremost, you are not supposed to do those kind of things. Your nature has to be overcome. The innate nature has to be overcome. Why? The innate nature is connected to the physical body, physical and the mental body. Okay. We have the physical and the mental body. So it is connected to that. And if you want to become realized, then you have to overcome the physical, the mental or what we call as the subtle body. And the third one is called the causal body and then you have to go beyond that. So if you are not able to overcome the first one, which is the physical one, hmm, how can you overcome the second one? How can you overcome the third one? So to overcome the first body, which is the gross body or what, what I am calling it as a physical, what you can touch, feel and see and all that, you have to overcome that so where does it all begin it begins with the senses vision hearing you know these are basically the senses have to be overcome you have to overcome the senses now there are two kinds of senses right the first one is the sense organs which we have the senses that we have hearing touching feeling all those you know that there are five in number and then there are the sense of organs of action. Hmm? There are five in number again. Hands, legs, you know, we have the organ of speech, evacuation and sexual organs. So these are five organs again. They have to be overcome. The organs of action and the senses they have to be overcome first. That means you have to override them. There is no need for you to watch like this. There is no need to keep on hearing. There is no need. Right? There is no need for you to oh smell nice stuff. It's not necessary at all. So that is the reason why overcoming the senses is a must. Second, overcoming the mind. Why is the mind to be overcome? Think what happens if a dump truck goes from here. Let us say, you know, the one which is the sanitation department, they remove all the kachra and all that. If that one passes from here, immediately it will bring to your nose a smell. And what is the first thing that you do? Fingers. Isn't it? Isn't that what you do? So are you not using the senses, sense of smell, and the organ of action, hands? No. You're going to? Isn't that so? Now, hearing, if there is a loud music going on, you know, heavy metal, you know what you're going to do? You want to do this, isn't it? <laughs> Even if you find some children are shouting, you are going to do that. Now, if a very beautiful woman is passing from front, you know, the eyes are popping out. <laughs> no, can, can you shut your eyes? But there is another thing which has to be shut. It's not just the eyes, it is just not the nose, and it is just not the ears. It's the mind. You see, one small glimpse, even if you close your eyes, you know you are still going to see in your mind's eye. Isn't it? (laughs) The person still sees it in the mind's eye. And now do you understand why overcoming the subtle? Hmm? The subtle body is so very important. Even if you have stopped smelling, the truck has passed away, the truck which was, you know, it's taken all the kachra, is passed away and you have shut your nose like this. After one minute you remove, hmm, the smell is still there, don't you do that, you do that. <laughs> Maybe the smell is not there but your mind has caught the smell, you know, and there. You know, after the children are shrieking around you, you close your ears like this, like that. And after that you open, it's still ringing in your ears, isn't it? Why is it still ringing in your ears? It's because of your mind. Your mind is still carrying the echoes. It is still saying, these children, you know, (laughs) and it goes on. So overcoming the second aspect is also very important. The subtle body. Then third one, is the intellect now intellect has got a lot of things going on the one of the aspects of intellect is called memory you know memory let us say you have gone to your sister's place and there are some two or three children are very nasty they just keep on they just keep on shouting do you know the next time even if you go over there You are dreading it. You are dreading it because you are going to hear the noise and that is called the memory. And the memory says, that's a horrible place. So even before the dump truck has come, you already started doing like this. See, do you get the point? This is exactly what it is. Anticipation is because of the past memories. We anticipate certain things because of past memories. Think about it. We already anticipate this fellow is like this only. Now do you get the point why there is such a huge restriction on the yogi not to get attracted to the sight of a woman or even thinking of a woman or even touching by the feet? Even an image. Do you know there are lots of young people? I mean, you see it in some of the old movies, if I am not mistaken. You know, their lockers, <laughs> their rooms. They will have some nice, what do you call the center folds and pictures of some beautiful women. I am sure you know. If we see it in movies, I have not gone to anybody's (laughs) locker room to see that, but well, my room used to have Michael Jackson and all those uh, pictures. (laughs) Yeah, Madonna also was there during that time, so uh, she's there now also, but yeah. But those pictures are there, even the picture is attractive. So if we go to the next verse, the next verse is defining it slightly better. So verse 14 says, a wise man should never court the company of women as if it were the death to him, for he would be killed by the more powerful rivals as is the elephant by other rival elephants. The example is of an elephant. I'm not saying that the man is like an elephant, he's more like a pig, okay. Not an elephant. At least an elephant is a grand and a good creature. But pig is, I don't know, men are more like pigs or dogs. (laughs) It's a joke, okay? Don't take it seriously, but think. So the example given over here by Dathatraya to Yadu, which is being repeated by Krishna to Uddhava, okay? What is he saying? is saying that see, men, they should not even court the company of women. That means they should avoid going where women are. And that is the reason why you will find most of these yogis, they run away to the Himalayas or some mountain places where there are no women at all. But nowadays, there are too many women climbers and (laughs) they go anywhere. Well, I I have uh, uh, one person in uh, Instagram. She goes to the top of the mountains also and does some yogic poses and it is so funny. Do you see? Last week there was one woman who was trying from the sixth floor of her building, (laughs) trying to do a yogic pose on the balcony, you know, the railings and she fell down. I mean that is called stupidity. That is not called yoga. (laughs) Yoga should teach you intelligence. On the contrary, the yoga in her is teaching her stupidity. She's doing yoga (laughs) on the terrace, which is not good. I mean, you've got to take care of yourself. You know, you can't be stupid. That is called stupid. That's not called intellect. So, even avoiding the company of women is very, very important. A yogi is supposed to stay away from any woman. Not necessarily wife or some you know everybody including a girl child I'm telling you this and in today's day of uh, today's day and age and LGBTQ and all those kind of things you know stay away from everybody okay because see today in olden times it's not necessary that pedophilia was not there it is very much there but it was not rampant and it was not so much, well known today because of the internet and the all kinds of things that are there on the internet everybody is into all this kind of nonsensical stuff which is not good which is and here the yogi is told you're not supposed to even look at a picture of a woman go and in the in the company of a woman otherwise what's going to happen like other wild elephants some big elephant will come and smash you elephant means you now you understand a dog maybe <laughs> So, any other man is going to come in, you know, destroy your happiness, alright. So we have ended verse 14. So now we are going to do verse 15. This is Udhav Gita chapter 3 verse 15. What avaricious people, I hope I am saying that word correct, <laughs> what avaricious people Hold with pains and would neither give away nor enjoy another who knows his business. Seizes that again another and so on as the honey gatherer connects honey. I'm sorry the English here is just like mine. You know when you translate Hindi or Sanskrit into English it is all like all mixture mixed pickle okay and if you want to take out say the mango from the mixed pickle yes you have to select it out (laughs) so this this english is all jumbled up let us try to make some sense out of it all right first we have understood that there is somebody called the honey gatherer you know honey gatherer. in india we have a lot of these guys who will climb on top of those trees they will torch the honeybees, and then it's, it's a very dangerous thing, it's not good enough. And they are destroying this nature also. They gather those honeycombs and they remove the honey from it, which is and then they sell it. This was the old, the old method, and nowadays they have a lot of these farms where they, you know, they do the honeybee honey farming and all that kind of stuff. Let us come to this story once again. So, we are talking about a honey gatherer. Now what does the honey gatherer do? He goes from one comb to another, to another, to another, to another, to another. Let us say he has collected five liters of honey in one day. Just think. You know how the honeybees, they sting (laughs) you. Okay. Maybe this fellow is an expert. He must be putting on some nice, you know, all those coverings and all that. But still, isn't it a risk? It's a fantastic risk yet this person goes and picks up honey from different different places and is he happy collecting say five liters he wants 10 liters then he wants 20 liters is he satisfied with it no so we are talking about avarice okay what do they do first they will keep it aside why do they keep it aside See, they may be able to sell 2 liters of it. What do you do with the rest? You keep it somewhere, isn't it? You store it. Honey pot. I know honey pot has a different meaning, but this honey pot I am talking about is real honey pot, okay? So you keep that somewhere. And then you store it. So there are lots of people in this world. And we are talking over here of these kind of people who hold. You know holders. So I'm going to tell you about this holding business. So we will read the verse once again for us to now get slightly better understanding. This avaricious people hold with pains and would neither give away nor enjoy another who knows his business, seizes that again and so on as the honey gatherer collects honey. The honey gatherer collects honey, he stores it in places. Does he give it to other people? No. Does he eat it himself? No. Let us apply it to our common life, the normal life. You see, every man has this way of living. What does he do? He earns an X amount of money in a month. Suppose he earns 25,000 rupees. His total expenses will come to say, let us say 20, 18 or 20,000 rupees. What does he do with the rest, 6, 7,000 rupees? He puts it in a bank account or he puts it in some savings or he puts it in some other place. At the end of the year, you know, it is Dhanteras, it is, all these kind of festivals are there. And he will say, I have to buy gold. Now It doesn't mean only a man, it is, I am talking about a woman also. The nature of a human being is to hold and then to try to invest it in something. So he goes and buys gold. And then what does he do? He has to put it somewhere, stash it somewhere, stash. So where does he stash it? Can we have a locker? Can we have a cupboard? Can I put it in one box? Can I put it somewhere where nobody will see it? Now, here I am talking only of gold. Now, let us talk in terms of currency. Now, imagine he has converted everything into currency. Now, let us say at the end of the year he has got 5 lakh rupees. Do you know how, if you stack up 5 lakh rupees, how much it will be? (laughs) 5 lakh is half a million. Half a million rupees or dollars just think about it how is it going to get stacked up it's a, you know in 50 rupees 100 rupees thousand two thousand i don't know now there are no thousand rupee notes in india but 500 rupees and two thousand rupee notes how many thousand two thousand rupee notes will be it will be worth a small suitcase isn't it small maybe a briefcase or a suitcase worth where is he going to keep the money think so he has to try to find ways of stashing it somewhere (laughs) yeah in olden times you could dig a small hole and put it over there because there were coins only nowadays you can't put the notes in the ground Eh? what will happen you don't know you know, somebody will put water on it, some some creature will come and take it away. You don't know. So you can't put it in a in a <laughs> what do you do? So you buy some nice strong safe. Put it in a safe. How many of you have have, have seen movies where there are safe breakers and <laughs> Robberies and burglars and all of course you have seen and you think burglaries and all these are not going to happen in your life, 100% they are going to happen. You go and stash that much amount of money, somebody is going to come and take it away. Correct? So think, it is like this honey gatherer storing honey somewhere. The ants are going to come, <laughs> all other creatures are going to come and eat it. It's the same thing happening to human beings. They are trying to put away money. They try to put away gold, they try to put away, well, you know what I put away? You know the funniest part of it all, what I put away? I have got more than one dozen T-shirts and I don't know what to do with them. <laughs> they are just, just piled up. I have got T-shirts which I have collected over I think three, four years. And they see, this one, I think this one must be at least two years old, it's still going strong. And still there are one dozen T-shirts. I think one day I will open up a store for that. <laughs> so this is what people do. You stash things up. Who is going to use them? This gold, this jewelry, this money, nobody is going to touch it also. and It will go waste. I tell you, the money which is lying in a bank account, waste means for you it's a waste. Right? But for some other person, na? who gets that legacy, that person is going to be happy for a very short duration of time. After that it will go away from him also. Because you see money is like water, it just vanishes, evaporates, Like right? So think like that. You know that every strength fellow, his brother has got his millions. Now, I don't know what is he going to do with them. <laughs> so those are tainted. But well, Whosoever dies, lives behind a legacy. Now, so what is the point in collecting so much of money? What is the point in collecting so much of jewelry? You know, women in India, they will gather jewelry so much. This is my grandmother. This is my mother's. I have collected it because for my daughter has to get married. I have to give so much. And what does the daughter do? She also stores it in her cupboard and says, this has come from my great-grandmother. This has come from then grandmother. This has come from my mother. This I have bought. Why are you going to keep this in the cupboard? My daughter has to get married. Your daughter has to get married. She is going to eat what? Gold? This is the problem with our world. And this is what Krishna and the are saying. We are these kind of stupid creatures. We love to stash things away, which is anyway going to go to some other person. It's never going to come to you. And it is never going to come in handy. Think about it. Do you really think any time in life, this money that these people have stashed away? There are so many politicians, they have stashed away millions and billions of dollars somewhere. You remember this guy called Mohammed Gaddafi and you know, all those fellows, olden times. What happened to them? They had kept money somewhere. It has not come in handy. They were tortured, Saddam Hussein, he might have kept his millions or billions somewhere. What happened to that? Some ant somewhere has come and eaten it away. (laughs) I hope you understand this ant or this rat. Somebody else has taken away the money. So what is the point in storing that? There are people who have paintings, you know, they they spend millions buying paintings and they will put it in their walls. This is beautiful. This has come from here. This has come from there. After you die, what? You are going to take your painting and go with you? And then somebody is going to rob it. Somebody is going to sell it. Somebody is going to do something about it. And finally, if nothing happens, if nothing like this happens, who is there to take it? Can you answer? The government. And you think the government takes it? No. There are some crooks in the government also, they will sell that also. See, it is never going to go to the right person at all. So try stashing and putting something away for a rainy day kind of a thing. It's never going to be there. I'm not saying that you have to be a Cicada, you know, grasshopper. You're not supposed to be a grasshopper and say, oh, I only live for the day. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that, can you save little? just sufficient for you for two months, three months, six months max, not for 6000 years. You understand, <laughs> people are, people stash away billions, for what purpose? Know, what is the use? I don't understand. How many times has the Queen of England worn the Kohinoor? Can you name? Uh-huh. She has not. All right. In the same way, if you have bought some fantastic gold jewellery, if a woman has bought a fantastic gold jewellery, you know, huge necklaces and all that, in her entire life, how many times has she worn? Maybe 10 times? And she has spent lakhs of rupees, crores of rupees, millions of rupees or dollars. And then what happens to it? Is it not a dead investment in the first place? It's a waste. Waste. And you see her, the the moment she has bought it, the moment she has bought it, the first thought is, where can I keep it? Where can I keep it? Somebody will take it away, so I have to be very careful. See, when you have something valuable, no, okay, like if you have a very good-looking wife, you have to keep it in some cupboard. It's like that. <laughs> you have to put with burka or something like that, on that. Otherwise, somebody will take it away. Isn't that how it is? Life, life is like this. If you have something valuable, according to you, somebody is going to come and take it away. So you have to keep it closed in closed doors somewhere it's like that these people there are lots of these rich people they buy some big properties do they ever show the interiors to people only to their relatives or some friends of theirs they will try to boast see hey, i bought this from here i bought this from here. i spent so many crores of rupees trying to do the interiors now let us get some you know photographers and uh, you know reporters and put it on paper Do you think they will be able to do that? No. You know why? Because there will be ants which are going to crawl towards you. (laughs) So so don't even bother showing it to the world. So then what is the point in buying? So this is exactly what he's saying. You will never be able to enjoy that. You go and earn as much as you want. You will never. This is the truth in this world. You will never be able to enjoy that money or that gold or the jewelry or anything, nobody will be able to enjoy. And This is the law of this universe. Don't go and try to tell me tomorrow, you know, no, but I am just keeping it for certain purpose. Well, if you think you are going to keep it for a certain purpose, you know, God has got a different purpose for that money to go away. Hmm? So if you keep it for one purpose, it is going for another purpose. Some people say, you know, I have kept it for my daughter's marriage. And the daughter says, Dad, Mom, I don't want to get married, I just want to run away. I will go to some African nation and do some social service over there. Yeah, she's going to find one guy, you know, one C Bantu guy and maybe get married. I don't know. Mugabe died, you know, 95 year old. What is the point of that money? I mean, never ever store money. This is the first law. Just keep it for a few months, you know, one or two months, the rest of it, are you not capable with your hands and legs and your brains to work somewhere for that money if you want to, you have to become like a bird. If you want money, earn it for that month and but don't bother about stashing it and saving it somewhere but go to the banks and they will tell you reverse. The material world, did I not teach you last week that the material world is going to tell you reverse of what I'm telling you? Or what they are saying, I am going to tell you the Ulta of that, reverse of that. If they are going to say, you got to save for a rainy day, you know, you're going to become old. Tomorrow you have to take care of your family. Tomorrow you have to do this and do that and blah, blah, blah. So please save some money, keep it in some bank account. Do this, do investments, do this, do that. Spirituality tells you, don't be stupid. Try doing that. Nobody has ever enjoyed his millions or billions. Nobody, nobody on earth. Jack Ma has made millions billions, he's not going to enjoy. You think that Apple founder, you think he was able to make anything out of it? No way. The money has gone. He died. Isn't it? Same way. Everybody in this world is going to do that. They will never be able to enjoy anything. Because the honey gatherer's honey cannot be eaten by the honey gatherer. It is like if you are a sweet meat uh, shop, you are not going to eat the extra switch that you make. Do you, are you going to? No. So please don't do that. The ants will come and eat it. This is what he means. So verse 16 says, like the honey gatherer, the sanyasi's first partakes of the good things which householders with a view to enjoy collects through money earned with great pains. So like the honey gatherer. So this example where the honey gatherer what does he do? He gathers the honey in the same way if the sannyasi partakes of all the good stuff, hmm, householders are giving him something. The sannyasi gets some diksha, some bhiksha rather. What happens? He eats all the good stuff, right? See, in my case, what I do, I eat all the sweet first. <laughs> that which you enjoy first, because you don't know whether tomorrow you're going to be alive or tomorrow you're going to be dead. You know, you don't know. So what is there? You eat it first, like that. So krishna is giving you an example the is saying you know what first eat all that stuff finish it off so in the same way our job suppose if you have bought some fancy stuff i'm telling you this remember this let us say you have spent thousands of dollars in buying one of the fanciest of the phones okay or one camera or some equipment please don't try to keep it somewhere safe you know, people have this habit of saying, I'm keeping it safe. Don't do that. Use it, use it. You know, if you open my drawer, today you'll find some cross pens and all that. I don't even know when, when I'm going to use those cross pens. If you open this drawer, you're going to find at least four packets of Renold pens. I don't know what they're going to be there for. You know, my entire life I will not even use one packet. But those pens are there. You think I have bought them? <laughs> Somebody has given them. But what is the use? See they are all going to get dried and they are going to go waste. So next time don't do such kind of things <laughs> which are going to you know put you in this kind of a position where you are not even going to touch those things. Don't. Got it? So just like a honey gatherer, just finish that honey, sell it off, eat it, drink it, finish it off. So whatever that you buy, suppose you get something good, finish it off. And don't try to think that I will keep it for tomorrow, tomorrow nobody has seen okay. If you have some nice clothes to wear like my one dozen t-shirts you know, you better use them and finish off because you don't know whether they, (laughs) they will become a piece of you know cloth on the coffin or something like you don't know why are we you know, gathering all this stuff just forget it if you have some nice saris you are women you have some nice saris use them use them okay otherwise you know those small small creatures they will come and eat it they are not going to wear it they will eat it <laughs> so, Think about it. This is the job which you are supposed to do, don't store it, stash it away, put it somewhere and you know, think that there is going to be some rainy day, there is no rainy day in this world. By the way, it rains every day. You know, nowadays in India, I I don't know, if I say it's not going to rain, it's going to rain. I'm still trying to think what has happened to this, you know, what is that hole in the sky and all that kind of things, environmental pollution and all that. It is not supposed to rain. On the contrary, it is raining too much. See, it is not supposed to snow, but it is snowing too much. I think there is some problem somewhere. So we have to try to find out how this works. (laughs) So we'll move to the next verse. Next one. The Sannyasi. the verse number 17 says, Sannyasis who roam about in the woods should never listen to sensuous music, but should take a lesson from the deer that was caught being enamored by the fowler's music. Don't listen to sensuous music. In today's day, sensuous music has got a different connotation. You know, there is something which is called ASMR. You know what ASMR is? speak in whispers, oh, if you speak in whispers, by the way, the whispers has got the highest frequency, you know, highest amplitude. So what happens, it goes to your inside. Mm. See this music is like that, whatever music that you hear, music means your ears are going to get attracted towards enticing sounds. understand it doesn't mean music alone it means something which your ears are going to get attracted to the enticing sounds the moment you hear the sounds finished i still remember old movies you know 50s 60s movies i know you people must be thinking yes i am ancient of course i am ancient and they used to have these uh, you know places in india where dancing girls were there. You know dancing girls? I don't know what do they, in America I don't know whether it is there or no. But in India there used to be these places where they had these dancing girls. And every day in the evening they used to have those, you know, nice music going on. eh? And their girls were dancing with gungurus. Gungurus are those, I don't know in English what you call them. and They make noise in the feet, okay, like that. And they will dance to the music and they will entice customers. So olden times it was the customers were getting enchanted by the sounds and they would go to such kind of places. Now, in the same way, in mythology, you know mythology, there are some beautiful things. Okay, You have seen the Pirates of the Caribbean movies and all that? Huh? Have you heard of those mermaids, huh? they sing songs on some island, Ooh. of course they are going to entice you to come over there, finally what they are going to do with you I don't know, they will make chicken tandoori out of you, something like that. But <laughs> That is the thing which sound does to you. So don't get enchanted by the sounds. Okay. If you get, then you're going to get into trouble. I was learning about Beethoven just few days back, I was just listening to something. Beethoven lost his hearing by the way. It's not that he was born without any, no, he came from a family of musicians, Bach also came from a family of musicians. All right. All these fellows, they come from a family of musicians. Otherwise you think they will do like this on their own. I don't think so. Now his story is like this. This guy, Beethoven, he lost his hearing. Okay. So the orchestra used to tell him, you don't come and do this. Okay. Why? Because (laughs) he's going to do something wrong. He couldn't hear. He couldn't hear. And because he couldn't hear, he did not know whether he was speaking loudly or softly. He had no clue. And then he would go and mess up the orchestra. Just imagine, you can't hear a damn thing, you are doing like this. Right? <laughs> so there was one last grand orchestra, you know, this was during the fag end of his life, you know, fast, uh, last end of his life. And there was a big orchestra there. They had to put two conductors. Not bus conductor, conductor, you know, music conductor. Why? This fellow says, I want to be the conductor. He said, you are deaf. No, but I want to be. And the other conductor was playing. And he was doing it correctly. This guy stands in the middle of that whole thing. And, a, and like that. Believe me, he was pushed out of stage and literally he fell off the stage and he was falling on his musicians. Because one of his habits was, and you know when you're doing like this, like this, and like this, like this, both these things don't match, okay, you are on a pedestal, you are going to anywhere fall. So he fell off, okay, and then they had to bring him back. He brought himself back and again started doing all this. Can you imagine such a great composer doing this kind of a ridiculous thing? What is it that you will think of now? And his music is one of the best. He has created music till he became deaf. And later on, after he became deaf also, he has written some very fantastic music. You can listen to all that. No doubt about it. But this is what the stage comes to in life. Music, I just gave you a small story just for you to understand that (laughs) music can be a, a positive as well as negative. All right. So composers. Here in our world, when we hear good sounds, don't get attracted to it. So for us, what is the learning? If somebody praises you, don't get carried away by the praise, wow, 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 wow. What do you mean by wow, wow, wow? Your va wow. please don't get carried away by the wawas in this world. If somebody gives you a certificate, you know, you got a Booker Prize, you got, you know, Tooker Prize, I don't know what all those prizes and all that. Don't get carried away by it. Don't. If somebody praises you hearing, biggest bane for a person who is in spiritual, don't listen to that. You know the three monkeys? Like that, you have to become exactly like that. So this verse teaches us that there is going to be sounds, the hearing, which you may get enchanted by or attracted by. Don't fall for it. If you want to become a yogi, Uddhava, don't fall for the sounds. Okay. So we will stop over here and we will continue tomorrow with the same sound story. It's going to be a story. So listen to it. Hmm? So we will stop over here. Thank you very much. You have a very good day. Take care.